Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, my peeps? It is Marcus here, and we are here for the 2023 Hustle for Muscle program. So I did a lot of thought, and it took me about two weeks to really kind of settle in on one of the biggest things that I want to think about. Um, And after, like, playing around with things for a bit and seeing some of the answers for the Q&A, I have a fire five-video lineup that I think is going to be really impactful for you all um, as we kind of go along this journey, right? And I thought it it was right to just... Also, quick stop. Uh, if you see me looking down here, that's because the camera is up here. And my little Marcus box is in this little corner over here. So don't worry about that. Just look at the screen. Um, but yeah, I guess it was start, It was best to just kind of like start off with like, hey, what is the reason we even did this hustle for muscle thing, right? Um, and let's go ahead and go to the next screen if it'll let me. Ah, look at that. Wow, beautiful. All right, so... Um, you know, the first one is, you know, I think that especially in the fitness industry, right? Um, and some of this is starting to change, which makes me pretty happy. But I think for a while, there's been such a big focus on like skinnier and smaller is always better, right? And I questioned you all right now to just take a second and to think like, have you internalized thoughts of, hey, skinnier and smaller is always better, right? Do I think I need to continuously lose weight? Do I think I need to always be smaller, um, in order to feel really good in my skin. And it's beautiful to see a lot of, you know, uh, the men and women at the gym kind of embrace this whole thing of I don't have to be twiggy in order to feel really good in my body or to be really healthy even. Um, And that's been really awesome. But I know just it is a lot of deeper seated like, you know, hey, like I have to be skinnier. So one of the reasons with this Hustle for Muscle is I love the foolproof fat loss. It's changed a lot of people's lives. I love the summer shred. We got some absolutely amazing results and we're going to do it again this year. But I think it's important to have those periods of the year and of your life and just to talk to the people as well that like, hey, I'm not dieting right now. I don't want to diet right now. Or even for my people who diet most of the year, you need to take breaks and you shouldn't be dieting all year, right? So this is another reason for the Hustle for Muscle was, hey, like, if you're one of the people that's always dieting, always trying to lose weight year round, year round, I'm losing, I'm losing, I'm losing, this is the chance to hopefully step out of this. And like I said in the beginning in the last Q&A, like some of you are going to end up burning fat, maybe losing some weight. Um, and that's just because you're making some changes and doing a few more workouts. But the bigger thing in this challenge was to say, hey, even if that's a byproduct, it wasn't the focus, right? The focus of this was to feel really strong, to improve my strength, and to add in a couple things here and there that are going to help me feel even stronger and have more energy in my day to day. So kind of going on for everything. Uh, so another thing in there is like, you know, what is healthy? And you see my shutter shock on this side. I'm not going to pay the $7 to get the fancy picture without the shutter shock in there. I'm keeping it in there, right? But a big thing in there is what is healthy, right? Is healthy always skinnier? Is healthy always bigger? What is healthy? It's kind of hard to say and it's case by case, right? So I think a big thing for this hustle for muscle for me as well is like to kind of put that out there that like, you can be different sizes and be the same level of health, right? So just kind of getting people to step back and like the body positivity thing. Like I I have a lot of love for what it is and what it's trying to do. Some of it's a little off here and there, but I think I, I do really resonate with this whole thing. I want to share this with you all that you don't have to look a certain way to be a certain level of health. Now, when you go to the doctor, we start to look at blood panels and other things like that. That's when we can take that next step and say, hey, this is what health looks like for me 
but things like the BMI and some of these other things, like they're not the greatest indication of what a healthy body looks like. Why? Because there is no one indication of what a healthy body looks like, right? So I think that's one of the other things I want you all to kind of embrace as you go through this challenge is, hey, like, I don't have to be, and I keep going to Twiggy, I don't know why, somebody was like harping on Twiggy in my first year of being a coach, and it always stuck with me, but, um, you know, I don't always have to look like that to feel really good and to be really healthy. So the last piece is, hey, like, have you embraced your strength, right? Have you embraced the idea that, like, you can have muscles and it be okay? You can have tone in your arm. You can be really strong. You can be stronger than your partner even. You can be stronger than all your friends. You can be a gym goer, right? Have you embraced that or are you still kind of playing it small, right? And a big thing for me as well in ION in general is just to get people to stop playing small and to step into your strength. Now, it may be strength that I can help you out with you know, on the you know surface level of strength of just being stronger in the gym. But you all have seen, if you've done it for a while, like the shit you do within those four walls carries to the outside world. And I hope you're not taking it for granted of how strong you are and how you should carry that into every single thing you do every day, right? Like you should keep that same strength you do on a bench press and the trap bar or whatever else and carry that with you to work, to your family, to whatever else it is because you you are proving to yourself every time you come into that gym how strong you are, right? So that's another, those are probably the big three things that I wanted to create when I thought about doing this Hustle for Muscle Challenge. So let's kind of get more into the, you know, technical things that kind of go with the challenge, right? So for this first video, I think I just wanted to go like big picture and go, what are the three key things to building muscle and improving bone density, right? And if I really had to just narrow it down to three, It'd be these three, three to four workouts a week, getting enough calories and protein in every day, and getting good sleep and good recovery, right? So let me dive in a little bit deeper on like what we mean with each one of these. Um, so for this first one, and then for this one, I couldn't find a picture that I wanted to. So uh, that's me with a heavy ass, or sorry, a heavy as hell kettlebell, and I'm ready to take that bad boy on. Uh, there's also a three that's floating there, but don't worry about that. So when we look at three to four workouts a week, I, I first want to step out because some of you I know are only doing two workouts and you're probably like, oh my God, I'm not going to build any muscle, <laughs> right? Uh, but the bigger thing to remember is that we at ION teach to step away from the all or nothing mentality, right? It is not three to four workouts or bust. It is, hey, your two workouts are exponentially greater than one workout. Your one workout is so, 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 so much, so much better than zero workouts. And I think a lot of people forget that, right? Like how big it is to just go to the gym one time a week. For many of you, you didn't do that for years. You didn't go to the gym one time a week for years. So the fact you're doing it now should be celebrated and just, you know, like you should celebrate yourself, right? But ideally, you know, ideally, if you were trying to get the most out of building muscle, we would be working out, and when I say workout, I mean strength training, I mean resistance training. Listen, real quick pause on this. If you're doing cardio, if you're doing at least the equivalent of three times a week for 15 minutes on cardio, you are kind of getting the optimal benefits you need when it comes to heart health and doing, you know, and the cardio and like the calorie burning side of things. Like for a lot of my peeps, especially the 40 plus crowd, like you gotta go hard on strength, right? Um, but 
back it up again. Um, so the first thing we want to focus on is something that's called progressive overload. And I actually don't think I've talked about this in a while, but it's one of the biggest focuses. And I, I, that's why I like the trainerize thing, because trainerize puts progressive overload into what you're doing. So what is progressive overload? Progressive overload is what it sounds. You are progressively loading a little bit more onto my dumbbells, my barbells, my weights. I'm going up in bands, right? And the goal should be every time you work out, what happens is right now, this is my muscle, right? My muscle can lift about 15 pounds. If I lift 15 pounds, I stress my muscle out. It breaks down. It comes back stronger. Then it's 20 pounds. If I do 20 pounds, I stress my muscle out. It breaks down. It comes back stronger. Now, if I do 10 pounds and my muscles at 10 pounds, breaks down, comes back stronger. If I do 10 pounds again the next week, I'm not really stressing that muscle as much. So it has no reason and it's not going to break down as much and come back stronger. Right now, soreness is a, is a very bad indication if you had a good workout or not. Soreness probably usually just means you did new things. Right. But. But you should be aiming every week to try to go up in bands, to try to do a few more reps, to try to add 2.5 to 5 pounds a week. Those little 2.5s. If you just stacked on one of those every week and made that a focus of yours, you would build a lot more muscle than doing the same weight every single week and doing the same reps every single week. So just trying to focus on, hey, every week I have the goal of just adding a little bit more weight to everything. Now, the second piece is to focus on strength in these workouts, like I said, and why strength, right? There's, there's multiple things. We could talk about metabolism. The thing I get a lot from new people that sign up is they've, they've been doing the cardio and that thing that worked for them in the 20s just doesn't work anymore, right? Why is that? Because as you age, your metabolism goes pew. And why is it pewing? Because you're losing so much muscle in the process. It's what's called sarcopenia. Right, which is the progressive loss of muscle as you age. It starts at like 30, uh, at age 30. And then from then on, if you're not actively doing something to get strength, to get stronger, you are losing bone mass, bone density, and muscle in your body. Right? So with that, phew, metabolism is going down. So if your cardio ended up, yeah, you're burning calories, but you're not really making your metabolism go any higher. It's still here. And you get your little blip. And then on the days you don't work out, it's still here. So with strength and building muscle, I can get my metabolism to go whoop. And then even on the days that I'm not working out, hey, I still have that muscle. So I'm burning more calories, right? When we look at bone health, a lot of people like they'll come to me and they're like, Marcus, I want to do this. I'm not going to work out. I'm going to do this swim class because that seems easier and more low impact. And that's great. I love your swim class. But there's no resistance training. There's no, there's no like tension and weight being put on your joints and on your bones so they don't really increase. It's a, it's a very sad thing because um, people do these swim sessions, these swim workouts, and there's like less resistance from gravity in the pool and they don't end up building any muscle and it doesn't make them any safer as they get older, right? And the last one is muscle tone, you know, like you're not going to, you're not going to get the arms, legs, butt, calves, whatever you want from just doing cardio. Right, you need to focus on that strength. Um, so the next one is protein and calories. Don't be afraid of the plate. You see her? That's that beautiful Granny Smith right there in her face. She won't even look at it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, right? Like this is a lot of you. This is a lot of people, and there's there's been this demonizing around 
food, around bread, around these things. And, you know, I still remember the story all the time, which is this lady came up to me and she was like, Marcus, I, you know, I, I'm feeling really bad today. And I was like, why are you feeling bad today? She was like, you know, because I've just been eating this sandwich and I feel really happy when I eat it. And, you know, like, it's just, it's just so bad for me. It's the bread. And I was like, what's on the sandwich? And she was like, turkey and cheese. And I put some pickles on there. And I was like, God damn it, if you don't eat that sandwich every day, a lot of you would do way better if you just ate a sandwich every day, right? But once again, I'm, I do a lot of tangents in these, this is what makes it fun for me. So just go along for the ride. Stop, you know, squeezing it all up and be like, he's not just saying it like it is or whatever the hell else. Um, but with this, like if we're really going to build muscle, we need to have enough protein and enough calories in our day-to-day -day life meals, right? So why protein, right? Protein is the building block of muscle. If your body does not have enough protein, I don't care if you work out 30 times a week, you're not going to build you're not going to build the muscle that you really want to, right? So we need to focus on getting that protein in. And I know protein can really be a struggle for a lot of you. Protein is a struggle for me, right? Like I struggle to get protein. That's why I switch from sour cream to put in Greek yogurt on my tacos and everything so I can get a couple little more proteins in here and there. So it's not easy. I understand that. But, like I said, the goal might be 0 0.7 to 0 0.9. So just make it easy. If you weigh 200 pounds, you want to hit somewhere between 140 to 180 grams of protein a day. Right? 180, it's really on the higher side. If you can get to at least like 140 for a 200 pound person, 0.7 grams for body weight, you're going to be solid, right? Now, if you're 200 pounds and you were previously getting 50 grams of protein and now you're getting 100, it's not the 140, but goddamn, are you going to see some great results, way better than what you were seeing before. So another big thing to remember in this and for all of our challenges is that this is a five-week thing. You are not, you are not, you are not, you are not going to go from... 50 grams to 150 grams, but you could get to 80 and your results at 50 are incrementally smaller than your results at 80. So always remember that the goal is not the goal. The goal is to get closer to the goal, right? So always remembering that, um, protein again, protein keeps you super full. Protein has the highest, uh, satiety rating, like of all the macronutrients, so carbs, fats, all those things, you know, 100, 100 calories in protein is going to make you feel way more full than 100 calories in carbs, right? It's going to help you burn fat. Um, protein has, like, the highest, like, you, you burn calories when you digest protein, right? And I know that's not the focus, but, you know, I always like to throw that thing in there so you know how much of a beast protein is, right? Next one is calories. Uh, and calories are, you know, the main energy source to, all right, let me move my little face out the way. There you go, face. <laughs> it's the main energy source to build muscle. And that's the thing of like, you're not eating enough, right? And even if you're hitting your protein goal, but you're eating like 300 less calories than you need to be, you're not going to gain any muscle, right? So if muscle gain is really the focus, I would just try to eat like, you know, for a lot of you, it's just focusing on the protein first and getting that in. And that's going to make a huge change in your life. If you're a little bit more advanced, you know, and you've been doing this for a while, if you have been doing this for a while, only if you've been doing this for a while, um, then in that case, you want to try to aim for probably like 50 to 100 grams more 
um, then like your maintenance calories, which you can like go to a nutri shop or something like that and figure those out. Uh, 50 to 100 grams more of that a day, um, and then that will help you out. Sorry, 50 to 100 calories more a day than your maintenance. So if your maintenance, which means like I don't lose any weight, I don't gain any weight if I eat this much, is like 1600, you would aim for 1700, right? And that's how you would cheat. That's a little bit further down. For anyone who has not been, who has not done nutrition coaching with us or been like into nutrition for at least three years, I want you to take everything you just heard after I started talking about calories and I want you to put it in a little bucket and say, hey, little bucket, I'll come back to you when I'm ready. All right, let's keep this bad boy rocking. Let's finish it out. I'm almost at 20 minutes. Um, oh, look at that little cat. Look at that cat. Um, so the last one is you need to sleep well and you need to recover well. Right, so a lot of my peeps, you know, you've heard me tell you, if you're coming to the gym six days a week, I want you to go sit down. Unless you're doing it because you really need the gym uh, as part of your emotional and mental health, which I fully understand. I have fully had times like that before, where the only reason I went to the gym was to help me with my mental and emotional health, then that's different. But if you're doing it for like aesthetic reasons, or if you're doing it for, hey, like I want to eat this cheeseburger, and that's what I'm working out, then you should be going to the gym six days a week. Right, even five is a big stretch for a lot of you, um, but aiming for that three to four, right? Because it messes with your recovery, and if you're not recovering, you're just beating up a muscle that's already breaking down, and you're not giving it time to recover. Now, for a lot of you, if you're doing two days, if you do two days back to back, it'll be fine. You got plenty of time to recover the rest of the week, <laughs> right? But if we're getting up to five, six workouts, things like that, um, you want to pull it back and slow it down. So, I'm like even me, I do four workouts a week. I play basketball on Sundays, sometimes Saturdays, and that's like, you know, an hour, and even that sometimes feels like a lot on my body, right? Um, so when we look at sleep, right, let's just round this bad boy off. So when we look at sleep, uh, what is going to help you out with your sleep? I think it's really important to treat yourself like a baby, right? What do I mean by that? With the baby, and I'm going from the bottom to start, uh, with the baby, you would put that baby to sleep at the same time every single week. Or sorry, every single day. You'd be like, you would try to train that baby so that it woke up at the same time, it went to bed at the same time, right? And that's how you have to treat yourself. And I know that can be hard. I know that can be really hard. Um, I know for me, it's it's hard. You know, like tonight I'll be up until like 2 a.m. And tomorrow, who knows? You know, it's the I'm a night owl. I do a lot of work at this time. But anyway, if the the closer you can get to a constant sleep and wake time, which is your circadian rhythm the better off you're going to be, right? And melatonin is one of those things that really helps with that. Um, it's not on my list of, for things for people to add just because some people need it, some don't. But, you know, as the closer you can get to, like, when you're waking up in the morning, hey, like, get outside. Get some sunlight. Let your body and your brain know that you are awake, right? And it saves that. And then when you're going to bed, like, get some blue light blocker glasses. I would be wearing them right now if I didn't have to shoot this video. But get some blue light blockers. If you're going to be on your phone or your computer or watching TV late, get those so your body knows that it's time to calm down. If you have a morning and evening routine, I think the bigger thing in those is that it teaches your body to say, hey, every time Johnny goes and brushes his teeth and then he does like cat camels, I know it's time for him to go to bed, right? So finding a routine like that is extremely important for retaining your circadian rhythm and making sure that it's easier to wake up in the morning, to fall asleep at night. And it makes your body easier to fall into a deeper sleep. Second thing is, and I'm going once again from the bottom because I already started it, um, is cold rooms, 
right? You are going to you are going to sleep much better in a colder room, right? It helps against that deeper sleep than when you're in a warmer room. Why? Because it's more of like it teaches the body to be more relaxed. You don't you're not as afraid or like a sensed up when you're in this hotter room where you're sweating, right? Like that's a very intense environment on the body when it's trying to relax. Even if it's like 78 degrees, like that can be a lot on the body sometimes. So colder rooms are gonna help you sleep well. And the last one is the magnesium. Uh, magnesium is huge because it helps your body regulate um, your nervous system, right? Which means the way you deal with stress and anxiety is better, but also it just helps you relax your nervous system. So when it's time to go, you can go to bed, right? And not be one of my peeps who's like, I laid in bed for eight hours and I couldn't sleep, right? Let's get you the hell to sleep so you can recover and build some muscle. <laughs> um, all right, peeps. So that is, oh, oh God, oh God. Feel it from the last one. <laughs> um, that's it for this first week. Um, I will probably release this one and a second one in the same week. Um, just so you all have a little bit more on there. And then we'll do three and four together and then we'll wrap off with five. But hey, if there's anything that you like with this video, please reply to the emails. Please comment it in the Trainerize group. It, I'll be honest, it helps me feel like I'm not just talking it dead air. Like I, I really love yelling my heart out at 12:09 a.m. in my living room. But you know, it's a lot more fun when you all like respond and say things back or put like your biggest lesson. So uh, when you're done watching this, just like drop your biggest lesson in the group, and that way I know you watched it. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. But outside of that, um, week one down, and thanks for tuning in. Hope everything's going well with you all.